Um, would you be cool with taking your podcasting equipment so we're able to do like live on site stuff there? Yeah, like I actually talked to Gerald a little bit about it today. I'm um, bringing my my microphone and my DSLR. Okay, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm bringing my DSLR too. So, which you one? Don't I got a DSLR. You got a freaking Fuji film? No, I don't. I have a Canon Rebel T3. Oh, okay. And I have a bigger, uh, better lens now. I, I have the uh, 75 to 300. Oh wow! You can zoom. Good job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Chris. <laughs> I've joined the photographer crew, so suck it, Chris. <laughs> oh, good job. How many times did it take you to learn the instruction manuals on where the shutter button was? Oh, oh dude, you're such a mess. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> One day, Chris, you'll have yours, too. <laughs> SLR? At least I'll learn it faster. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, we did just have that little course, too. <laughs> exactly. That's why exactly. I know more him. <laughs> you know, like when you see a, a like a Jackie Chan movie or something and you know karate afterwards? It's like one of those. <laughs> I watched this guy use it, and now I can. <laughs> <laughs> you just touched his shoulder, and you, like, absorbed all his abilities to be able to... I just absorbed all his thoughts. <laughs> like Neo. <laughs> I know <laughs> photography. <laughs> you can like slow down time just so you can get the right just the right picture. <laughs> it's like, oh, you still blinked in my shirt. <laughs> Damn red eye. Hold on, let me jack in. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a two oh one to this? I just need to know. I need to know more. <laughs> Neo, oh, upload another program. <laughs> Put me in the training program. Game Source episode 27. 27. Uh, I was going to say something witty after that, but I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, anyway, we have a uh, fairly large number of people with us today, which is good. Everybody, go ahead and introduce yourselves for our fine folks out there. Anybody go ahead and jump out now. All right. Well, this is Chris, as you know. What's up, world? I just want to step it out there and say, hey, I'm back and I missed last week, but I'm going to be doubling it up this week talking about everything. Slacker. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gerald, and it's another beautiful day in paradise. Next. Hey, it's Bryce, Parnosaurus Rex. Um, this is my first week here, and I haven't 
developed a catchphrase yet, but I'll work on it for you guys. All right, Bryce. Remember what Scott. you guys told me? That's a you problem. Yeah. I think that's you, Scott. Yo, yo. There we go. That was better. That's better? That's Hold a on. lot better. All right. I'm back this week. I left last week with Chris. No, just kidding. I wasn't really with Chris, but <laughs> I'm back. Uh, and last but not least. Hey, guys. It's Patty, also known as Arisenica. Um, How's it going? And Corey, I know you're there somewhere. Hey, everybody. Hi, man of words. <laughs> of very few, very few words. But they're very bold, strong, and people will follow. And very classy. Very classy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, host. I'm sorry. All right, now that introductions are finished. Yes. Um, well, before we get into the news, does anybody have anything to share? This is going to be a pleasant podcast. We've got everyone here. If you're not listening, you better tune in now. And then I know this is just going to be a very fun-filled evening. Well, I want to make sure everybody knows that's out there to vote for Patty for Maxim Gamer Girl. Patty, yeah. tell, them, tell them exactly how they can vote for you. Um, you can go to Maxim website and... Or if you Maxim don't know Maxim Girl. <laughs> yeah, MaximGirl.com. And um, just type in my name, Arisenica1. And um, just um, they're going to require you to obviously um, make a, a brief account with them. So you're going to use name, all that good stuff. And then you can vote daily. And all you have to do is put my name, my name up and just hit vote. That's it. And for those Basically. of you who are having trouble spelling that name, Look at uh, you can check it out at www.yourgamesource.com. Thank you. And there's also a link to get to the to the voting page directly on hers uh, from our website at yourgamesource.com. Patty's page, and you'll see it. And if you'd like written directions for that, please email. Oh, oh Nick, <laughs> and you'll match. Actually, questions. if they, I was gonna say, actually, if they email me, they better know how to get to the link. <laughs> Email us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. Or go. search Game Source on Facebook, and you'll see it right there on our page. That's soon. So, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 officially announced for November 13th. And yes, Treyarch has teased the zombies. <laughs> with, the game, with the game setting now in Los Angeles in the near future, does this get you ramped up? More, more Call of Duty, or does this leave you much less than satisfied? And like some of us out there who are like, really, guys, another Call of Duty? <laughs> In this Call of Duty, do you guys nuke the world where there is no more Call of Duty? Sounds about right. That question live on Channel 8. <laughs> I have to agree. So, I'm one of the ones that think, you know another Call of Duty, really. But at the same time, the fact that it's the near future is a little interesting. Not that I would buy it or play it, but it is interesting. So I think, I think it, adds, it adds a little, but... She has no interest in it, it, but it is interesting. First Black Ops, it's... The main character is now older, and his son is actually taking um, the lead role so it's a oh. sequel to Black Ops. 
Okay. So his son was also in Vietnam? No. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. But <laughs> that's um, the story. There's actually two different timelines in the game. There's a 1980s timeline for a brief period, and there's a 2025 timeline in the future. Oh, okay. Well, then Hopefully I can... Please, don't say I can how his Yeah, they obviously didn't think that one through very well, now did they? Um, <laughs> they probably did. We'll have to actually play throughout the story. There's probably a, a link in between them. And then there's probably going to be a big gap that they'll release on a DLC or something like that as well. Scott, what do you think? I think Call of Duty should go down in flames. <laughs> a little hardcore. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little old school, but I just think... I think it could have been something interesting, but it's just the same old molds. Yeah. I was excited to hear it may have been a zombie installment, but obviously that's not the case. I think they should just strap an M42 and light it on fire. I think we should launch those um, into space and just never let them come back down to Earth. <laughs> you heard it, guys, from us, from Game Source. Guys, I'm not saying that uh, Call of Duty is a bad game. I think they should keep making more. If they can make millions and millions of dollars off of a game and not improve it any better, then, hey, that's business tactics. They're making their money. And add Elite and keep making that much money? Yeah. I mean, Exactly. You, you think about it. If Why didn't we think of that idea? If we can just bring out the same game with a different cover every year and then... Just still make another million dollars off of each one. Call yeah. game source. I'd start bringing them out every month. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know who has more issues: the people making them or the people buying them. Well, the people right. buying them. I get it. The people buying Call of Duty games know exactly what they're going to get out of a Call of Duty game. It's exactly what they want to play. They want to have the multiplayer experience running gun so they keep buying them every time they come out every year yeah I mean you can't you can't blame the developers because it works every time with the charm so I mean how many of you own all three Uncharted games not me so I mean, <laughs> yes I do <laughs> <laughs> and you like to play those kind of games so it just appeals to an audience that they're pumping out games for every year Yes, but there's only three Uncharted versus how many Call of Duties? <laughs> give, give them time, Nick. Give them time. <laughs> you guys aren't a, a little curious about it being the near future? I think they're just trying to compete with the hype Crisis is putting out well, for shooters. I think Definitely. if they add yeah. zombie cyborgs, then the, the, it'll be made. They'll probably have zombie cyborgs. Yeah. Well, they've also the the video seems to hand at some maybe possibly some mech usage and maybe keep your fingers crossed vehicle usage. You also have to consider too horseback riding. There is horseback riding in a lot. Yes, it's yes. Confirmed. Horses in the near future. I'm sorry, I lost the train of thought. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I guess that's it on the Call of Duty topic then. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. That's, that's, that is exactly how we feel. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you can only say so much about Call of Duty. It speaks for itself. So. And it has <laughs> talk ten about it times much. already. Yeah. If you talk about it too much, you hear too many angry nicks. Exactly. 
So after being the uh, one of the worst kept secrets in gaming, <laughs> emphasis on worst. Um, <laughs> PlayStation All Star cool. Battle Royale, which is the ghetto wannabe Super Smash Brothers, which Nintendo, I, I'm sorry, I must give to you because you did it so much better than this will be. Uh, looks like it will be coming out later this year, until they push it until next year. Being the PS3 fanboys and gals, the, <laughs> oh, sorry, I just can't contain can't contain myself with this. Um, <laughs> okay, basically, hold on. Let me just put it. Who who thinks this game is going to suck and tank, or are you partial in between and think it could go either way, or are pro and think that this game has a potential for success? We'll start with uh, with me. I'm yeah, starting. All right. We'll start with Chris. Yeah, because this game is not gonna tank. I don't care what you say. This game is actually gonna do extremely well. Uh, you think of it, all the Super Smash Brothers fans, everyone that plays, I'd put a good majority of them are adults. Adults also own a PS3. I know I'm one of these people that I only play the Wii for Super Smash Brothers. If they're going to bring it to an Xbox or to a PlayStation and give me Xbox or PlayStation characters to fight as, which obviously PS3 is the one I'm talking about that's doing it now, then it's just going to be that much better. I mean... It was fun to fight Pikachu and, and Kirby, but it, I think it's going to be more fun to face Kratos, as I heard from the last podcast, and that princess. So <laughs> You should be able to fight with Kirby. Not, I think he's overplayed. Uh, he fights in every game he's played in. So, and you just think he's for, fat. Yeah, and he like sucks up a lot of air and enemies, so... We'll just end it at that and say that Kratos versus Fat Princess will be a much better pair. Uh, plus, with everyone else that's going to be in there, the huge lineup that they have so far, and then what's going to be coming out even more. They haven't announced everybody, but uh, I think the game itself is going to do very well. And the sales from it are just going to go mainly to the adults that are into those fighting games. Um, Smash Brothers fans that do have a PS3. I, like myself, I think we're going to go for it more than anyone. But uh, I think as soon as the game is, has all of its glitches out and all of the uh, mechanics perfect, it's going to be one of the best uh, three. All right. Corey, what do you think? I think that I'm going to wait for one to come out for the 360 because I really don't play PS3 very often. As in, like, very often. I mean, like, the only game that I have for my PS3 is Metal Gear Solid 4, and that's really it. I'm sorry. Like, it looks it looks interesting because I loved, uh... I love Super Smash Brothers. I like all of them. But, like, I don't know. I'm gonna wait for something else to come on 360 so I can have Master Chief kick some, uh, words I can't say. Yeah. Or Marcus Phoenix or something like that, you know. Exactly. But there's not enough exclusive characters. I mean, uh, that's why I think uh, PlayStation well, has it a little bit better. They they should go back and do, like, ones from the original Xbox so I can have, like, Stubbs the Zombie come in and, like, fight Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think just PlayStation has more history, kind of like uh, Nintendo does as well. So that's kind of it. 
But um, neither of them has the zombie. Just saying. So, yeah, you got a point there. PlayStation yeah. doesn't have one zombie character. What about? Nope. They can't bring in anyone from an evil or something from like PS2 or PS1. Well, no, because unless they, they bring in zombies. unless they bring in Wesker, who's zombie-ish. Yeah. He's zombie with like Neo's powers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish I could stop missiles with my bare hands <laughs> <laughs> and dodge bullets <laughs> merely by by stepping out of the way. Um. Bryce, what about you? Uh, as far as it being a cheap knockoff of Super Smash Brothers, I mean, it's exactly like Super Smash Brothers. I don't know if you guys seen the comparison videos, but side by side, it's the exact characters in it, which plays a big part into why people are going to buy it. Another big thing is just the nostalgic factor, like Crab of the Rappers in it, which is going to bring back a whole bunch of memories for people. And that's going to be one major thing while people are going to buy it. And chop, the DLC got to have Chop Chop. Yeah. I actually was wanting Crash Bandicoot or something, but... Um, Rapper the Rapper. Rapper the Rapper, yeah. Um, the DLC for this thing could be endless. They have a whole catalog of PlayStation characters they can just delve into to bring back the nostalgia factor for everybody. So I think this game's actually going to do really, really well. Lot of sales. Am I gonna buy it? Most likely, because I just want to play a fighting game on the PS3, and not have to buy a Wii just to play Super Smash Brothers. Jamie, I agree. Is it a? Is it? Uh, I don't want to say blatant ripoff, but it is. You know, obviously it's there. It's a comparison. You can take it and say yes, it looks the same, or yes, it's gonna be the same, but. Then you gotta look at the fact that yes, you do have an endless catalog of characters, and who didn't like beating up Kirby? I mean, I gotta agree with Chris. Who's not gonna like it now? The only thing I see is that Kratos and Cole have previous fighting experience, so that's not quite fair. <laughs> but um, I mean, it is well, what you it think is. About, I mean, did Jigglypuff have fighting experience? Not really, but she whooped butt. Did you ever watch the show? She kicked of course she did. She, Pokemon she sings. fight all the time. <laughs> she sings. That's like all she can do. Sing and slap. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff kicks a major. <laughs> yeah, man. My level 100 Jigglypuff can uh, <laughs> damage. Right? And, then, yeah. and then she draws disgusting pictures on your face while you knock out cold. So. Plus, if you had to hear that song all the time, wouldn't you want to kick your own butt? Yeah, actually, you'd probably want to shoot yourself. I actually like this song, guys. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Corey. Yeah, it helps me get to sleep. Yeah, there's exactly. no connection to that. <laughs> that's that's just my going to sleep song. You know, she should be on American Idol. <laughs> she won. She did win. Yeah, she did win that one year. But she uh, won. She won our American Idol. <laughs> she was she the only contestant Idol. in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Well, Scott already answered. Oh, Scott. I'm glad I didn't really answer, but I will. Um, I think, to me, the rip-off idea is fine. Like, it's a legitimate tactic, I guess. But I'm I'm just disappointed because they had a chance to really make it their own thing in all ways. And not just, you know, conform to the mold. And so that I'm a little disappointed in. I also just, I mean, I know it's a little early, but I just don't think it looks very good. 
personally, I think the way that they men- melded all the different characters, the cartoonish characters and the really, you know, articulate characters together, everything looks bad. I don't know. That's my opinion on that. It'll do well no matter what. I I think a lot of the um I think a lot of the selling point on this particular title is really going to be um dependent on them doing something different than what Super Smash did. Um Super Smash obviously had a um, a good concept. It brought a lot of the old school Nintendo characters in there and I think that generated a lot of the appeal not only for younger, you know, younger generation but, you know, for people like our age too. So, I mean, I, you know, who can who can knock having Star Fox and, you know, Link and, you know, Princess Zelda and all the classic characters from uh, you know, from from old school and uh combining a lot of the the new gen characters uh, you know, from from the newer games. So, uh, I, I think, I think if they keep the overall concept similar to what Super Smash offers, I think um, I think it, it has potential for being successful. Again, um, they're introducing a lot of characters um, that we've kind of grown to love now, and a lot of the uh, the newer games that came out in the last uh, couple of years. So, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to see a little more on how the game plays, uh, kind of graphically how it plays, and. Um, I, I don't know. I can't really formulate an opinion right now. I, I want to say I'm kind of re- going to remain uh, impartial until uh, maybe later in the year and uh, see if they release any more game footage. Gerald, what do you think? Uh, I think artistically it won't match up to Super Smash Brothers, but I think be excited for this game. Um, if it's promoted properly, I think actually it will have pretty strong sales. Will it lead to something down the road that they'll keep on doing, uh, like you know they reach you know with Smash Brothers series? I don't quite think so. It'll reach that echelon, but I think you can probably bank probably about two three million in sales on this one near the end of the year. Yeah. Anybody have anything else to add? Well, this game is coming out as a sixty dollar game, right? Not just an add on or an arcade game. Uh, full full price and. Uh, Whoever said that the, a lot of DLC is going to be add on, I think, is exactly right, hit it right on the head. It's going to be a sixty dollars full retail plus a ton of DLC characters, both obscure. They've also mentioned that third parties will be involved. So, like as you know, the Assassin Creed characters, they've been in part of the other games. Um, you know, it's just I, I think the list of, of individuals you can get for this game for DLC is going to be. Gonna be quite a few. I think it might total, you know, what fifty, sixty, seventy characters at least. I think. I think as long as they have Dante in there, it'll be good. <laughs> There's no question. It's just a big cash cow. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's probably what they're what they're going for. But again, they they have a lot. They have a really competitive, successful title to go up against. So, um, anyway, so. Next thing on our topic, um, rumor has it, as uh, you may or may not heard, uh, that Microsoft will be releasing um, the Xbox 360 4GB with Connect Bundle for a mere $99. But, here's the catch, folks. And trust me, this blows. However, you would be required to pay a $15 a month subscription. That's right, $15. Two years, making it a total of four hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Microsoft, you just screwed us. 
but all is said and done, is this really a good deal? No, it's not. And if you buy it, you're stupid. So, bottom line, don't let Microsoft screw you. What I don't understand is, what if I just stop paying the $15 a month? You know, don't think I didn't think about that. What are they going to do? Like, garnish your <laughs> garnish your debit card? Right. Or they're just going to like, oh, there's his, there's his serial number, so I'm going to con- disconnect him from Xbox Live? Yeah. <laughs> I think you should take a picture of your middle finger cord and send it to Microsoft. <laughs> but I love Microsoft. I love them. I don't think this is right. Mm-mm. No, it's not. No. I mean, I, like, I don't think it's going to happen. That's. I mean, I don't think it's like right on the morality scale either. But like, I don't think it's going to happen because there's no way that they're going to keep charging me fifteen dollars a month if I go and buy their Connect or well, Xbox with Connect. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I mean, they're stupid for doing it. I mean, no doubt. I agree with you on that. However, I, I mean, there I, is I, a there is a cancellation fee if you cancel out before the two years. Mm-hmm. So they probably add another two hundred dollars on it. So, so you were sounding like a Rena Center or an RC Willie where they just got to interest on it. Or a cell yep. phone. <laughs> You're going to have cheap Microsoft salesmen going, <laughs> come one, come all, $100. But wait, there's more. <laughs> They're going to have Hulk Hogan going, or I will snap you in half. <laughs> so wait, does that include Xbox Live or something then? Because that kind of might be worth it. I doubt it. You get a month free whenever you sign up for Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it for just one month of Xbox Live now with the card? Isn't it like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine? They they don't sell the one months anymore. I'm oh, saying. really? Do it's only three the three months? month and the twelve month. Yeah, How much is a three month? Twenty four ninety nine. Oh, dang! That's forty five dollars with the fee there. <laughs> if it's fifteen dollars a month. Well, I mean, I, I was I'm thinking. I mean, it's not too bad of a deal because I can just replace the four gig hard drive with, you know, something bigger, one twenty or something, and still get an Xbox for a hundred bucks with a Connect. But the fifteen dollars a month versus the twenty five dollars for a three month card is a little steep in my eyes. I, I, I think, the, I think the overall amount that you're paying for it is obviously way overpriced. I, I mean, I don't know how they can get away with screwing somebody out of that much money i mean you're better off just buying the comps get getting a credit card that's right opening a line of credit and buying it get your best buy and i'm sure you'll probably get all kinds of gamer points valve's presence is not going to be at e3 this year i don't know if that's a pro or a con really but um i guess is that more of a disappointment or are you more surprised that they're you know, they're not going to have a presence there. Uh, Chris, go ahead and lead us with this. Well, with this, I mean, I I would say I am more surprised than I am disappointed. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish they would come out there and, and release something, but honestly, they don't have much more to release. So I would say if, above anything that uh, I'm just I'm just more surprised that they, they just don't want to go to E3 since they don't want to unveil anything. Probably have nothing to unveil. Well, yeah, but I mean, really, when was the last time they unveiled something good or something new last year? Well, something, remember, something new that was successful. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I mean, they had Portal, too, last year. Um, But besides that, they haven't had anything good. So, I mean, 
I would say if they were working on something, they should probably let everyone know now, so that way they're not uh, they're not left in the dust with all these other big games. They're not left for dead. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it wasn't made by them, but it's still funny. Oh, that was a good one, sir. Jamie, what do you think? I have to agree. I was surprised, too. I thought they were going to at least try to push something just so they would be out there with everybody else. Speak, sir. Oh, okay. I personally think that they're doing just fine with Steam, and they probably don't have to work on anything. I'm sure that they're they're raking in pretty much a lot with Steam right now, especially with a lot of like PC stuff going through Steam. So That's just um, all I thought. I, I haven't heard of anything like as far as games that they've been making except for portal 2 and the last portal they haven't made anything decent since then so yeah they they're gonna run out of portals to make eventually but um <laughs> bryce well yeah they're working on dota 2 but that's that's more of a small subgenre for gamers who like that kind of thing like league of legends and stuff but I don't think it's big enough to really show at E3. Um, I don't think a lot of people will be excited for it. But that's I probably the only thing they're doing. Well, I, I I looked at Dota 2. I just the visuals for me are kind of hard to look at versus the League of Legends or well, because they're Wars. still sticking to Dota like original. Yeah. So they they haven't really changed anything. And when a game comes out ten years ago and they're still sticking to the same graphics, they uh. They kind of haven't. They don't have a motive right there. Yeah, they're, they're. I see what they're trying to do is keep it as close as to the original Dota as they can, but maybe updated graphics would be a, a bigger selling point for them to present at E3. But right now, they don't really have much going on. Wanted Half Life Three. <laughs> Half Life Three, Gerald. What do you think? Um, I think about Valve, uh, which they did uh, by Turtle Studios during the making of Left 4 Dead. Sorry, Chris. Uh, I I would love Left 4 Dead 3. I I would like Left 4 Dead. I would like Left 4 Dead 3 if they changed the gaming mechanics a little bit and they obviously implemented more than four multiplayer cooperative levels. I, I think the graphics for me um, were okay for that type of game. I, I wasn't really expecting any, like, incredible graphics. I, I think with that kind of game, um, they need to focus more on gameplay. So if they could kind of, you know, put some, um, I, I, I don't know, if they can put some kind of variating pistol, assault rifle, frying pan, machete. Bethesda announced the development of Elder Scrolls, MMO. Will it actually come to be? Who knows? Details forthcoming in this. A natural step in the series or a natural step for disaster? Hmm. All right. Bryce? um, I think it's way too early to make any formal opinions on it. I mean, I'm excited about it because I like anything Bethesda does. But it's just an announcement. There's nothing solid behind it, so I can't really give you anything for it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm I'm impartial. I'm... I'm gonna take the same standing as I did with uh, um, with 
all-star battle royale is that I, until I see more, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a judgment call on it. I'm me too. I'm a big fan of it. Does this work? Um, I love the fallout series. Um, obviously, um, you know, they've performed well on the other, t- uh, series they released. So, um, I, I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, I'm more, I'm wondering more if an MMO will actually come to be, uh, we've heard those proclamations before and they've never come to be. So, um, I, I guess it's really gonna, really gonna depend if they actually end up making this or if they're just going to disappoint everybody again. So I don't know, Corey, what do you think? I'm I'm sorry I missed what we were talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was I was hoping to pick up on it by your talking, and then it came to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Bethesda announced the Elder Scrolls MMO. Oh, that would be very amazing because I absolutely love everything Bethesda does, especially Elder Scrolls, and I know I would be the first in line to pick it up when it comes out. Yeah, but then I'm wondering, is it going to cost a monthly fee like every other MMO that's good? It, I've, I don't know if all of you have heard my theory on this, but I have a very good theory about MMOs and the subscription cost to it. To me, I feel that if I'm playing an MMO monthly and all my time goes into it, I'd rather spend $15 a month paying into that instead of buying $60 games every like two weeks. That would yeah, be a, but, a lot but, more cost efficient. But also, you have to consider this too, man. Is that not everybody is, you know, spending sixty dollars every two weeks to to buy games? So for someone to pay fifteen dollars a month subscription for life, I mean that that I mean that racks up. I mean, but again, my theory on the whole monthly subscription thing is is that versus a game that you're going to either one purchase one or two is going to be a free MMO, which likely that's not going to happen, obviously. So. Um, even if you just paid a one-time fee for the game and it was free after that, I don't think you're going to have the same uh, experience. game experience. Yeah, because you know, obviously, you're paying for something. Just like Xbox Live, I I commend Sony for their free online entertainment and their free online, uh, you know, how the PlayStation Network works. But um, again, you know, since you're paying for Microsoft's Marketplace, I think it not only functions like faster it's more operable you're able to kind of um you know it's better you get what you pay for so that that and like the free-to-play games you never get like the full game of it basically they they give you the core game and then there's like oh well if you want this section of the game you can buy it with coins or with your money and yeah i I just you know you're right it it seems like they they try to kind of like shaft you on that you know so I, I mean, again, I think Microsoft does that better, you know, certainly in that aspect of it. But I apply the same physics to, um, like you said, MMOs. But you're right. You know, paying $15 a month for a game that you're going to dedicate all your time to, like, you know, WoW or Score Tour, things like that, um, definitely beats picking up a game for 60 bucks, like you said, every two weeks or even if it was every month. You're still mm-hmm. saving a lot more over time, so oh, yeah. I think the gameplay experience is probably going to be significantly better if they do implement like a subscription fee. But uh, I don't know. I know Bryce, you had something else to put in on that. Yeah, uh, my theory for the the future of MMOs is I think they're going to go to, you know, you pay your fifty, sixty bucks for the game, but they're going to switch over from monthly subscriptions to microtransactions, kind of like what WoW does now. 
where you can buy you know mounts and and character name changes and race changes and all that stuff that way you don't people are scared to buy the game or don't want to buy the game because there's a monthly subscription fee to it it's just turning people off so you know have people buy stupid little pets or you know little knickknacks for your character and end up spending more than $15 a month on things you want rather than having to spend the $15 a month just to play the game I think like Terra, I think Terra, the MMO that just came out now, is going to start to implement that. You only have to buy the game once, but I'm sure there's going to be tons of microtransactions for it. Yeah, well, you know, you're well, right. Nexon does that, and they're a free-to-play MMO, but they, I don't want to say they forcibly, but they, they kind of work on that same logic. Like, if you want to make your character better, or you want to get past a certain level, or you want to look kind of different than other characters, then you know, you you'll have to you'll have to purchase coins or you'll have to purchase in game items to be able to I, I know what you're saying on that. That yeah. that that could possibly be a lucrative way for them to go too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many people have spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on in, in mounts in Warcraft or little pets things or something, you know. It's it's actually a good business strategy to give you something that you know, hey, I've got one of these and you don't have it type of things versus just making people pay every month yeah chris i didn't mean to cut you off man were you were you gonna say something no i was actually gonna bring up nexon as the, as the company uh that does that all the time with all their other free games got the food. <laughs> i think jamie was supposed to be doing a review on Mortal Kombat. i thought we were talking about the next saw video game whoops yeah oh whoops <laughs> i didn't see that in the script at all oh man <laughs> Corey should totally do the next voiceover for that game. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to like get into voices. I have a very remarkable voice. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, you got that right. <laughs> I don't understand. My voice is remarkable. I I can understand because you hear it every day. Yes. It, it well, it's yeah. remarkable every day. But I mean, it's true. I do see you like shed a tear every time I say hi to you. <laughs> Why? Because you had to waste a, a slight bet breath to say that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh. I did. Jamie. <laughs> What's Mortal Kombat, go. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Okay, Corey, uh, Corey, I need to finish him. Get over here! Finish him! <laughs> Fatality. 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 Are you? <laughs> Friendship. Oh, okay, man. are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Son of a... Go. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat on the Vita. Well, yes, I still have a Vita, unlike some people, and I did buy that. So a lot of people are saying it's a direct port, and obviously you can't lie. I mean, the story <laughs> mode is identical. Why would it not be? What story? <laughs> right, yeah, right? What they called a story mode, I guess you would say. But, I mean, the real changes are, you know, you've got the story. I mean, the um, tower challenges, which they've got the bonus tower now where you've got. That's where you learn your touchscreen fatality. <laughs> and then you've got the other little fun things like your head just starts inflating and you've got to keep tapping your head to deflate your head before you die. Before fatality takes you. And then. I mean, they took cues from all the big things out there right now. Like, 
they took cues from Fruit Ninja. You're literally <laughs> slicing fruit that's getting thrown at you, and you can't hit a bomb, and you've got to fight. It's they took cues from small things. I mean, it's interesting. Have I gotten too far into it? Not that far, but far enough to see that it's it's a port with extras. That's really, I mean, it's it's a good game though. I mean, the graphics are are great considering it's on a handheld. There was some issues with the sound. I mean, I had my sound turned completely up, and you can like barely hear it. Uh, that's not good. Um. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> right. It's a little laggy online, not too bad, not as much as I expected it to be. Well, it is a handheld. You can't expect a handheld's uh, Wi-Fi chip to be as good as a uh, as a console's. Or can you? Right. <laughs> uh, you, you can expect anything, but uh doesn't mean that you will be correct. I expected a lot worse, <laughs> and it really wasn't that bad. See? expectations are never satisfied this is true this is why we should not assume yeah otherwise you make an ass out of you and me <laughs> use the use little deviance on the playstation vita to find the key <laughs> <laughs> then play little big planet carding <laughs> oh man Good times. Yep. Yeah. So another review that I wanted to throw in there is that I uh, I just picked up the game Terra for the PC, and it's not a new game that's out. Uh, it's a new game to America. However, it has been released previously in Europe and Korea for quite a while now. Um, I just wanted to throw it out there that this is actually a really good MMO since we've been talking about MMOs earlier. And it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of uh, features that they catch that are great about all MMOs. Um, you don't need a ridiculously good computer to run it like Star Wars or uh, like just any other big game. Uh, it requires very low graphic resolution. So, But it's it's all like Korean animation, like I guess that's the best way I can explain it. It looks like an anime movie or game. Is it kind of like Mabinogi? Is, is it similar to like Mabinogi or Guild Wars? Uh, I'd say it's a little bit more cartoony. <clears throat> oh, a little bit more. Does it look a little bit more like Rift or something? For uh, a little bit know? more cartoony again. Rift yeah. had actually, in my opinion, it had very good graphics. Um, uh, it, it it does make WoW look a little bit better, but honestly, the gameplay. How fluent in it, like how fluid all your movements and your attacks are, is very nice. Uh, you can even perform combos on your spells, um, and then they make them easier by like uh, if you have a certain spell that goes right after another, you can hit one spell, then hit the space bar twice, and it'll lead up on the second two. Obviously, costing more mana, but uh, or rage or whatever class you choose, and it actually makes the fighting a little bit more fun and a little bit more. Uh, tactical but the game again is $15 a month and I would say I would say it's worth it however right now the American version doesn't have everything out just like Star Wars so it's still very uh, very loose there's not much you can do um, 
but the game is at least fun to try. Uh, it doesn't give you like a trial period, uh, which is kind of a, a bummer. But um, I, I would guess if I had to give it a grade on anything, uh, as far as compared to other MMOs, it's at least a 7 out of 10. Um, just mainly because of how easy it is to play and how, uh, how many more people can really get into this and not be called a noob because they don't know about World of Warcrafting. Uh, it's a really good starting MMO to get into. No, that's cool. I'm glad you went over that because I, when I was in GameStop today, I, I, saw the, uh, I saw some posters up for it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know too much about the game, and then I just researched it, decided to get it, uh, reviewed it, and, I mean, honestly, it's a lot of fun. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that usually the trial periods will come a month uh, at least uh, because they don't you know, so. I would have to say one downside is, like, uh, like with World of Warcraft, when you first get it, you get 14 days free. Uh, with Rift, you get 30 days free, uh, that whole stuff. But... Um, with Terra, if you get the if you get the regular edition, it comes with nothing free. However, if you get the collector's edition, you get your first month free. <laughs> so, and the collector's edition is thirty dollars more. So you're basically paying fifteen dollars for that month, and then you're getting fifteen dollars worth of an extra mount, a couple extra uh, armor, and a physical map of the area. And I think that was it. There might have been one or two other things, but I can't remember what they were. So you're saying, say some kid spends all his money on this game and he takes it home, he can't actually play it because he doesn't have any way to... Uh... Yeah, that, that means the standard edition really cost uh, $55. No, $65. So oh, because you're spending 50 on the game and $15 for your first month. Wow, it's like you install it and then it goes... <laughs> access deny <laughs> <laughs> congratulations yeah, on the purchase of Terra however <laughs> dot, however dot, you will not dot. be able to play this unless you enter in your valid credit card no there's a key between your toes <laughs> <laughs> oh man but to be able to see the key you have to smoke the blunt in the box next to you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I would say, uh, if anything, though, uh, try out the game if, you, if you're if you getting into an MMO. But that's what I wanted to close off with uh, before we go on to the next review of of, uh, of any sort. No, that's cool. Uh, Bryce, we're going to let you take uh, League of Legends and uh, Dungeon Defenders. League of Legends, go to the website right now, download the client, and start playing as soon as you get patched up. Um, it's a fun, you know, player versus player game. There's not really a whole lot of story if any, to it. There's no story mode or anything. Um, the closest thing they have to story mode is each character has a small character bio, and it tells you what you need to know about the champion you're playing. Um, it's fun to get started into, but if you really want to be good at the game, there's there's a steep learning curve, which is a really big downside. Um, and it, the curve keeps going up because they keep adding champions every two to three weeks, which is good because there's, it keeps you immersed in the game because there's always something new that comes out. There's always a new champion that comes out. So you get Varus. Yeah. Varus. I'm actually really excited about Varus. Yeah. Same here. But side um, note, <laughs> it's a little side note, but, um, where was I at? The learning curve is pretty steep. Um, there's 
I think right now just under a hundred different champions. And if you want to be good at the game, you have to know every champion's abilities and what they can do and how to use your champion that you're using against every other champion. So that's where the, the real challenge of the game comes in. I think it's a lot of studying, if you, if you were to put it in any other term. Yeah, when I first wanted to get good at the game, I, I watched a lot of videos. I read a lot of um, how-to guides, how to play this champion, how to counter this champion type yeah. of things. And it, doing so, I did get a lot better at the game. But like the learning curve is pretty good. But overall, I give it a 9 out of 10 because it just keeps you playing. You keep having fun. It is... Um, it's a good party game. You and your friends can queue up five versus five against another team, and you can just sit there all day and have fun coordinating ganks on other teammates and laughing about it. Yeah. Another thing I want to put out is Riot, the the developer, is actually really good at keeping the servers online. You know, being that it is a free game to play, um, the whole system is pretty much supported like microtransactions, like I was saying earlier. Um, every champion has two skins to make them look different or more at their release. or more at the release there's two skins oh, okay. to for every champion so every and every week they release a new skin for a champion and sometimes they do more so every week there's always something coming out to make you spend more money you know oh that skin looks really cool i want it and then if you don't have the champion you spend money to buy the champion and the skin as they come out so if you want to catch you know all the champions it's going to take you a, a long time to do it by playing games but you can always spend the real money to buy all the champions you want you know yeah has anyone else actually played the game no i'm just talking about it i wow. i haven't either sorry <laughs> no no but the whole, the whole point of the game is, I mean, it's it's a lot like a tower defense type. Um, more, I mean, if, if anyone's played uh, any defense of the ancient games, then they would know what that means. But uh, more realistically towards other people, it's tower defense. You kind of defend your base against other people. And it's all multiplayer action. So if you're into multiplayer gaming, uh, like Call of Duty or whatever, but you don't want to pay for Xbox Live and a $60 game, it, it's a nice little game just go five versus five three versus three one versus one if you want to play with a friend and it, it gets you the little action you need plus takes all the skill uh that you could require more than no scoping or whatever from call of duty uh, no scoping isn't really modern warfare 3 or anything like that yeah point a gun and shoot and you can do it yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's like I said, it's a free game, and if you really like playing multiplayer games, it's a lot of competition, and this is a really good game for you to get or check out. Um, okay. We're going to go to a uh, break, and then we're going to come back with a roundtable of doom. Okay. All right, guys. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. The Round Table of Doom. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Still laughing from our break. Um, Chris, what segment is it? 
Um, it's the round table of doom. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Are you ready to play the game? <laughs> oh, man. Gerald's going to do so much editing. <laughs> um, this, this, uh, this week on the roundtable deal, we're going to cover the <laughs> we're going to cover the game source report. Um, there's obviously a big battle between uh, the opinions of people on mobile and hand, and uh, handheld gaming. Um, we're going to kind of go over with each, which you which you uh, <laughs> gave a talk right <laughs> with each of our staff members tonight, and just kind of uh, get an idea. Um, where do you think the handheld gaming market is going or not going? Because obviously um, mobile applications on iPads and Galaxies and Kindle Fires and you know tablet PCs and smartphones um, obviously seem to be um, taking a, a pretty uh, dominant um, part of the market. So um, do you think that handheld games um, over the next couple of years, handheld games and their systems are going to – um, see a sharp decline and possibly become obsolete with the rise of uh, mobile mobile games in its place. Or do you think uh, that you know mobile games will no, never really hold a torch in what the capabilities of the systems are able to perform? Um, Chris, lead us on this one. I think Part B was more realistic because uh, the cell phones are not meant to be played for games. They just have that little advantage that you can also play games on them but the whole thing with them is they're not going to be able to hold a full uh i'll just stick with ds as an example they won't hold a full pokemon game in there and they won't hold um like kid icarus or something like that uh without having it lag or a shortened version um or something weird so I would say, like, hardcore gamers is what's keeping the handheld systems alive. Um, the casual, like, oh, the Angry Birds is kind of fun uh, type of gamer will like the mobile ones, mainly because Angry Birds is on mobile for 99 cents or free if you have Android. Um, so I, I would probably have to say that uh, handheld systems are not going to go anywhere. I think they're, they're going to stay just as popular as ever. But uh, not, uh, not so much that uh, they're gonna the mobile mobile phones or mobile devices are not gonna run them out of uh, gaming. I I don't necessarily see mobile apps being like the demise of handheld gaming, but at the same time, I think. And again, this applies differently to the type of type of gamer. Of course, you have you know you have your hardcore gamers who um, are making purchases either you know weekly or you know monthly or you know whenever the next big release, Call of Duty or Gears of War or whatever it may be, um, and they're they're buying um, games for the online appeal and the the multiplayer and or uh, the campaign or you know because that game is just, you know, their favorite or whatever the case may be. Um, I think you have those group of gamers who, no matter what, what advancements they make in the mobile, mobile app area, they're, they're still going to remain consistent. They're still going to remain consistent purchasing 
uh, shelf games, and and that's that. And uh, regardless whether that's on platform or handheld gaming, but I think you have a very large. Um, I think you have a very large number of of social gamers now that either were always social gamers or have kind of converted from, um, you know, paying sixty dollars a game to going hey. I'm so on the go now with school and with everything else that I don't really have time to play games. So why not just download a dollar app off the app store of Angry Birds and, you know, with all the available DLC and all the new versions of the game that come out, you, I mean, you, you, I don't know. It's kind of, I think it's a double-sided coin. I, I, I don't think that mobile applications and mobile games like on tablet PCs and, and smartphones are going to necessarily – push out handheld gaming but i think it's definitely going to make some kind of impact to that to to the industry at least i think so well what about the fact that like you can get angry birds on your 3ds now well yeah but i i mean i i don't know if if people are going to be i I don't know it's hard to say i don't know if uh the playstation vita for instance 250 dollars is too much for that system it just it just is really when when it has all the capabilities of a tablet plus uh, a full on gaming system. But it doesn't have all the capabilities of a tablet. Yeah, it has some of the capabilities of a tablet. Most of the capabilities of a tablet. Okay, can you type and edit Word documents in it? No, but you can't do that on an iPad either. Yes, you can. You can do it on an iPad if you have Pages. Okay, but that's a, that's an Apple uh, product. It it won't work into a Microsoft. You're telling me Galaxy Android tablets don't have some kind of word processing? Yeah, so that means you need a Galaxy and then you need your iPad for your $1 Angry Birds if you want $1 Angry Birds. No, but what I'm saying is why not just pay what the iPad 2s are going for $399, right? Why yeah. not just pay a little more money to get yourself something that you can do a lot more on? And also have to carry around a giant 10-inch tablet versus a pocket-sized uh, handheld system. Yeah. Yeah, but it also depends on what you're going to use it for. Obviously, if you're getting it just for games, it would be stupid to buy an iPad. Yeah. But if you are getting it for all the features of both, of both, I mean, obviously, an iPad or a Galaxy tablet or whatever you get is probably going to be more beneficial. I, it, I mean, at least I know that if I was reading a book for school, I wouldn't want to take out my PlayStation Vita and use that as an e-reader. Yeah, that would true. suck. So, I, I, I mean, would just read the book and physical actually, stuff. I, actually, I disagree with you. I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. I'm dealing with game source issues here, so um, I just will say that my actually my wife, uh, when we were using the Vita quite extensively, uh, she commented that it actually for her because uh, she has a Kindle of similar size that it would actually work great as an e-reader and i've said before on air i thought that would actually be a wonderful I- idea wait what are we talking about the vita being an e-reader yeah. and having an e-reader app yeah well i mean that's good and all but again at least for me i i don't i don't find it appealing to to look at a small screen when i'm i'm do, i'm reading a book i i mean but then, I, but then again, if you have a if you're a Kindle owner or you're a Nook owner, you're used to that type of size. And with the uh, 
the capabilities that the Vita has as far as the page-turning system that it has and the operating system that it uses, it would be a natural. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash the PlayStation Vita. I, I just think the games are overpriced. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't think the, the – I, I just don't think it was a successful selling system. I don't think Sony pushed it enough. I think that the proprietary memory that you have to buy is a ripoff. I just don't think overall it's a good system. And I think that it Sony has a, a great potential to really flop on this system. And and yes, the Nintendo DS, I, I mean, both the Nintendo DS and, and the PlayStation Vita are good handheld systems. I, I think there's certainly a market for them. But at the same time, Again, you have a large group of social gaming community, of the social gaming community that is finding it not only more economically efficient, but you know you're you're dropping sixty five dollars on a game that has eight hours of shelf life, and and you're using it as a as a coffee coaster afterward. I, I just I don't think people are looking as much at at these sixty five dollar titles that they're not getting potential replay value with, and that's not all games. I'm just saying. You know, it's like how many times in Grand Theft Auto can you kill a thousand hookers before it's just, it's just, it's just stupid. There's like no point in playing the game anymore. There's only so many times you can play Grand Theft Auto. There's only well, so many you, times. If you, you know. play Grand Theft Auto just to kill hookers, then you need a new game. <laughs> I was making an example. Okay, well, it was a bad example. Okay. You just kind of made it seem like you're an insensitive person that wants to kill people that are trying to make money, probably to feed their kids. <laughs> okay, let's 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 choose a different game. I think uh, you just described Nick in a nutshell there. The <laughs> Alan uh, Wake. Alan Wake, for instance, there is only so much replay value with that game, and well, you, and you it can was even bad say that with God of War, and God of War is a multi-million-dollar selling game. I understand that, but. Again, when it first <laughs> okay, um, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We finished you. Finish. I, I <laughs> just trying to make a point. You've been doomed. <laughs> Bryce, All right. Then. What do you have to um, say? My opinion is, I think mobile devices are pretty much killing. Uh, Gaming handheld systems. Like I can you. sit there. I can sit there and download free games or games that cost a dollar, and I can play those games for hours. I don't know how many hours I put into Temple Run or Angry Birds or whatever games I keep downloading for free. Joy Ride. Exactly, and I mean, I wanted. I was interested in the Vita, but there just wasn't a strong lineup, and two hundred fifty dollars is too much for for that handheld, and. Buying a game for that at $65 and having it be an eight-hour game, but only having a five-hour battery for the, the system isn't really amazing to me. I get, you know, dual analog sticks, batch touchscreen, and, you know, the big screen is nice, but that battery for that thing is, is terrible, and you have to pretty much lug around the handheld, and you have to buy a charger for it or a car charger you know everything for it just to play games over a long period of time whereas everyone carries their phone everywhere phones go everywhere with anyone so you can play a game whenever you want on your phone and 
it's always going to be there versus, you know, my Vita's dead. I can't really do anything with it now. Um, the Vita doesn't really have something going for it. I think Pokemon and Mario are keeping Nintendo's handhelds alive, basically, through the years. I don't know how many people have Pokemon games or Mario games that own a 3DS or a DS. And right now, Sony doesn't really have a series like that in their handheld branch to keep it going for very much longer. When people can just buy cheap games on their iPads or whatever and play those instead of having to drop $300 for a system and a game. One game, you know? And don't forget the forty dollars you have to pay for the memory too. Yeah. No so, minimum of minimum of twenty. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> realistically, how many games can you put on on a, on the uh, the four? Well, if you're just using the discs, uh, you can store about ten or fifteen. But if you're downloading a full game, then yeah, it's like one or two. Yeah. But but even still, that's twenty dollars extra. You have to. It's not a choice. It's twenty dollars extra. You have to buy. Hey, PSP did the exact same thing. No one complained about that. I complained well, about that. Yeah, look at where the PSP <laughs> ended up. It's, it was a garbage system. The game sucked. And yeah. now the PSP is no more. Uh, they need something, you know, kind of like where Nintendo... The Wii U was announced, and they announced a new Super Smash Bros. with the game. There was no team developed, you know, put together to even start making the game but they announced that there will be a super smash bros just to get people excited for the system it, they need something that's going to make people go i want to buy the system just to play they, that game they did it was uncharted no but they pushed little deviants instead yeah and that was dumb. a that was a very poor marketing strategy on sony's part i'm sorry that was a poor marketing strategy they pushed the wrong game well, I mean, you can't really give Uncharted away for free. That was their money maker. Well, no, I wasn't. But you, you know what? Fifty dollars. I'm sorry, is too much for a handheld game. They should have. They should have dropped it down to thirty or something then, and increased the price by thirty. That would have seemed more fair. Leave it. Little Deviant sucked, man. Yeah. But still, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you think about it. There's like what. Uh, nearly eight, I would say, Pokemon games for the DS, and each one is 40 bucks. Um, but Pokemon sells. Yeah. Pokemon does sell. But Uncharted also sells. Yeah, but I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't too impressed with the way the game played. I mean, it was graphically one of the, the most incredible games I've ever seen on a handheld. I, I have to give it that. Okay. Um it had the traditional feel of Uncharted in it, uh, just kind of the overall gameplay, um, just the atmosphere, the environment felt very, very much like Uncharted. But I just think it suffered with the mechanics, the game mechanics. It just, Uncharted was not a game to be put on a handheld. It, it just wasn't. I, I think you were practically able to really touch your way through the entire game. I mean, there was really no strategy to it. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's just my opinion. I'm not trying to, like, bash on it or anything, but I just, overall, I, I just wasn't impressed with it. But, but again, like, you know, like Bryce was saying, I, I can download, you know, games on my iPad and have just as much enjoyment and, and, and spend hours on it, days on it, weeks on it, and and spend, like, 
ninety percent less than what I would would pay for that game. So, you yeah, know, I see. but but obviously that's really dependent on the person. Depends on the gamer. Depends on a lot of other factors. But I just really think that I don't know. I I, I really think mobile mobile gaming on on the tablets and stuff is 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 hurting gaming sales. Okay. But. Anyone else? I mean, I think that was a three-man conversation there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Corey, Jamie? I really can't say anything that you guys already haven't said. I mean, it's <laughs> going to sound repetitive. It's just everything you said is true. And then I also but, have to agree with the fact that you said it also depends on the person and their likes or dislikes, What you know, however you take it. Well, well, I let's, have, change, let's change the question a little bit. Are you going to be going... Uh, like towards handheld consoles from now on, or are you going to start going towards uh, mobile device con- or uh, for games? See, personally, myself, I I can't say. Again, it falls into where if I see something on the iPad I want to play, I'm going to go play that. But if I see something for the Vita I want to play and I can afford it, I'm going to go play that. <laughs> <laughs> so if they brought out the best game known to man for 50 bucks, would you not buy it because it was 50 bucks? Ooh. No, I, I'd probably find the 50 bucks. Okay. I mean... Okay, that, now, if that same game, the best game in the world, came out for 50 bucks on platform, and it came out for the same pro- and it came out for the same thing, except for $10 on the iPad, which one would you buy it on? Then it's going to come down to factors. What are the controls like? Because sometimes the controls on these games, on the iPad and what have you, really suck. Well, I mean, let's, be, let's be honest. Sometimes they're so tedious, you're holding a huge tablet in your hand, you're trying to use half of one hand to control something and the other hand to push buttons on the other side. Well, but, and but given, hold it. Given those factors, though, let's just say that the game operability and, the, and mechanics on the iPad are as they are now. Okay. What would you still lean more towards? The one that's going to cost cheaper, that you have a little more mobility with? Or do you, are you going to splurge on the fifty dollars game that Chris was talking about? Ouch! See that—that's a rough decision for me right there. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think I, I would probably some... splurge. I, I'll be honest. I would probably splurge. Yeah, that's just me. I think the, right. those two options are comp- two vastly biased sides of a coin. <laughs> <laughs> but it I is mean, a coin. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's a that's key. A, some pretty harsh <laughs> decisions you're thoughts. throwing out. Yeah. Well, I w- yeah, just food for thought. But I mean, uh, we're going to have the same conversation when the Wii U comes out because like you said, yeah, they said Super Smash Bros. And then when it's not there, when everybody wants it, it's going to be the same thing all over again. Oh, Wii U sucks because it doesn't have this and it doesn't have that. We've heard this conversation how many times with different types of things. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I'll pretty much put money on. They'll know where it'll be, but there will be a Mario game there to help it sell. Oh, I'm sure. Considering Mario is the you know most recognized character in the world, it's, it does something for Nintendo. Um, I would disagree. I would say that Pong Paddle is a little bit more... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell don't tell Peter. <laughs> um Corey, what do you uh what do you think on all this? Um, 
I would I would have to say what Jamie said. You guys pretty much hit every nail on the two by four. <laughs> um, like personally, the way that I would word it though is like I would say it, would, it really comes down to like convenience as well as what the 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 player prefers. Like personally, I'm not going to carry around my cell phone and my Vita and my 3ds and my iPad with me everywhere I go. You know, I I personally like. I haven't owned a, a portable gaming system myself since the like Game Boy Color, and I played like Pokemon Red on it. That's like the last gaming like portable system I've had. But I'm like, in that brother. Personally, I've always been console gaming. I've been PC gaming. Like that's where I see it at because those are more powerful systems. But when it comes down to portable, I look at it as what's going to be a bigger convenience for myself. I don't want to carry around all this stuff in my pockets, I'd rather just have my cell phone and then, bam, pull it out, play something casual, because if I'm out and about, I'm not going to spend 17 hours into a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, and, like, I would play something casual, not something that costs so much money, not something that's going to keep me tied down forever. That's why I can't play any, like, role-playing games on my phone, because I'm like, screw this, I'll just go play Skyrim on my Xbox, you know? <laughs> Well, but sure. you're right. That comes right down to what you said, though, before. It's just a matter of convenience. Yeah. What's, what's more convenient for you at the time when you're out? Right. Is it going to be your handheld or is it going to be, you know, a, again, what Bryce said? You got minimal amount of life on your Vita or even your DS, and then that dies, and what do you have to do now? Well, I guess maybe I'll download an app off, you know, off my phone and then play you know, it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but I, I again, I, I mean that's that's a rough topic to say either way, and mm-hmm. and I mean you know we're of course just getting everybody's opinions, but you know you can you can check out more on the uh, the game source report though I'm sure everybody else will probably eventually throw something up on there too. So, but rant um, on about their their preferences. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we are actually uh, we're gonna skip the the next break and we're gonna go to uh, Jamie's gaming memory. Instead, I, I think we can all take enjoyment in that, right, Jamie? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it just lacks luster, okay? But seriously, one of the biggest memories I've had, and it just—it's going to sound like I made it up. It's going to sound cheesy, but oh well. <laughs> I remember when I first got my NES, I would sit there, of course. My dad would be like, hey, let me play Duck Hunt. I want to shoot something. And I'm like, cool, you know, whatever, shoot something. So <laughs> he'd be playing that. And, of course, I'd be playing Mario when he wasn't around. And my mom would come in the room and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, playing Nintendo. She's like, oh, let me see that. She could never, and I repeat, never. She's going to kill me if she hears this, so I hope she don't listen to it. But she could never get past the first part, ever. She'd fall right into that first gap. Boop, boop, because she'd constantly try and lift the controller instead of pushing the button. <laughs> and I'm like... And I'm sitting there telling her, I'm like, you know, we're not that. In my head, I'm going, we're not there yet. You can't just move the controller. You got to push the button. And it's like, I look at it now and I'm like, mom, check it out. Look, you can literally move this controller and it'll do something finally. She was anticipating the Wii the whole time. Exactly. See, she knew it was coming. It just wasn't there yet. Hey, man, I, I I still remember playing my Super Nintendo, man, blowing out the cartridge before you put it in. That's right. Hey, like the regular has, NES, you blow it out and then put another game on top. Side note, guys, did anyone actually read the back of the cartridges for a Super Nintendo? 
that said do not blow disc yeah cartridge yeah yeah i i never noticed that until i turned like 17 and i actually saw one of my old ones and i read it and i was like wow i was doing it wrong the whole time right oops but they told it worked me not so to. well <laughs> yeah but it worked yeah true that's right always go against the establishment see yeah <laughs> you can't let the ESRB control us. That's right. Fight the power, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm bit, that was just it. You know, that was my main thing. I always remember that. I all through gaming, you know, I've thought about that. Where I'm like, man, my mom couldn't play worth a crap. But yet, if she tried it now, she'd be probably well, now, awesome at it. Now she's trying to push the controller. It doesn't work. <laughs> I can't bowl. The A button isn't working. Tom's lab thing. You told me to push the button. I thought you said there was A, and this is X. Holy jumping beans, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Gee willikers, Batman. (laughs) Are you kidding? She is stuck on Angry Birds now, so I just, yeah. I leave her alone on that one. Does she throw the iPad to, to throw the birds? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's like, I'll get them now. Stupid pigs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Did we lose Gerald again? We possibly did. He's a phantom waiting for something amazing to say. <laughs> oh no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm here just listening to these great gaming memories. And I just want to make sure everybody out there knows that. Nick, I'm gonna. Nick. <laughs> uh, I had to. You shouldn't. I should. No, you shouldn't. If anybody just wants to know how they can actually be part of the team or be part of the podcast, just give us an email yourgamesource at yahoo.com. Um, also, as well, we've got Facebook going every single day. We give you the latest and greatest. Jamie does such a fantastic job on the on the uh, Facebook page, which is Game Source. So like us there, so you can get all the latest info. Also, catch us our website, of course, yourgamesource.com. You get all the podcasts, all the videos, uplinks to our YouTube page at yourgamesource.com. The entire word, and also, of course, catch us on Twitter at Game Source. Take it away, Nick. Um, yes. Take it away, Nick. All right, guys. Well, we're going to close out with uh, some stuff on the upcoming E3 coverage. Uh, As we do most years, um, at least in the last three years, uh, we have uh, an up... I want to say we have a pre-show. I guess that'd be the best way of putting it. We kind of have two pre-shows. We have the pre-show, of course, the week prior to E3, um, that's kind of what we expect to see there. Um, uh, what our expectations of what the show will be and some of the, uh, the things that we hope to see there. Um, and then of course we tried to do two. We'll see how it goes. Gerald and I have discussed this, uh, before. Um, we of course will do our traditional on the road DE3. I'm sure you guys will be expecting, uh, some hilarious laughs, uh, from that one. Um, as we're all um, in a stupor as we're driving at, what, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, Gerald? Remember, going 80 miles an hour. Yes, going 80 miles an hour. Just 75 miles better. an hour. 
<laughs> we are the first official E3 podcast of as the E3 festivities start. Now, mind you, uh, the day before, there's going to be all the press conference and whatnot, but our Game Source podcast that morning, Tuesday morning, will be the first of the day, uh, and no one else can claim to that. Nope. Correct. So just uh, we do have an E3 page up on the uh, website, so you know, please make sure to check that. Gerald and I and the rest of the crew will be posting some content on the E3 page of, again, what we anticipate to see and what we expect to see and what we hope to be there. And, of course, make sure you check that page constantly while we're at uh, the attendance uh, of the show this year for uh, the latest and greatest in gaming news. And also keep in mind we we will be doing uh, live on-site podcasting while we're there. Um, We really hope to push our live comments on the website at this time, so... Um, you can either contact us directly through the three page or go on uh, each of those individual page, send us a comment, let us know if you want to uh, want us to cover anything in particular. And um, again, I think we uh, pretty much summed everything up. Just make sure you check us out, www.yourgamesource.com, and uh, download our latest podcast on iTunes. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, thanks, everyone, tonight for being a part of the podcast. Woo. No, thank you for having us, Gerald. You keep hosting all these great po- podcasts. I know we got to do a barbecue sometime. Hello. Okay, I think we're back. And on that note, uh, Nick, uh, actually, you guys uh, had a lot of uh, good moments on it. Back to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're no. gonna uh, we're gonna do a close up. So I guess uh, everybody get a chance to say goodbye. So uh, Nick, send us off. Thank you everybody again for joining us tonight. And until next week, let's depart you on this very epic podcast tonight. Thanks everybody. Good night everyone. Good night and good night. farewell. Arrivederci. Have a good night. Good night everybody. Alright, we are good. We cleared? Yeah, we're cleared. This podcast had to at least been almost an hour and a half, two hours. It was fun. Yeah, it, it was. You Talk guys, I, I haven't laughed that hard in a while, man. Who are you? <laughs> you have me. I'll be sure to just send it to me as fast as you can, Nick, and I'll try to put up as fast as I can. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing. I mean. <laughs> can't, can't be any worse than uh, last week. Yeah, Corey. Oh, I would be so sure. Corey, guys, we got we to gotta have you guys on the next one, man. There's our key. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to put my girls to bed, so I got to let you go. Uh, thanks again for being a part of the podcast tonight, everyone. Um, yeah, I got work, so I better get going too. Bryce, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Is anyone else going to Avengers tonight? Anyone? I oh, wish. I, can't, I, go sorry, I can't, can't go till tomorrow. Can't go till tomorrow, my friend. I, I do appreciate it, but yeah. It's... Nick, don't get any sleep. Go, man. You're the single man. Yeah. <laughs> single man. All right, guy. I got work. That's, mm. that's, where, that's where my love life lies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you later. Have a good night. Take care, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.